This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the staring contest that Karen and I just had. God, it brings out the best in us right at the top of a Minnesota. So you just don't know what's happening. It's just a lot of energy and a lot of readiness. Mm -hmm. And then we don't know where to put. No. How about right into these microphones? How about right right into your own hometown murders are about to read you? Go. You started. Okay. This stuff is called weird stuff hidden inside a wall short and lighthearted oh and we're reading these before we're going this is going to be while we're in europe so oh my god we're in europe right now oh my god i love trains uk yeah i love a canal i love them all god thanks for getting us over here listeners so here are some that take place in those places hi guys all humans and pets included I don't know if you're still reading the stuff hidden in wall stories oh we are but here's mine anyway When my grandfather died a few years ago, my parents moved into his his old house, and as they were cleaning up the place they found, they moved around some old cupboards. They noticed that the wall mm -mm, behind those cupboards was hollow, and there was a hidden trap door in the wall. Ooh. Ooh, They were really excited to see what was in there, but were slightly disappointed to discover that it was mostly just some papers and not a huge stash of money or a confession to a murder or something similar. Okay, maybe that was just my true crime obsessed ass. Lol. Included in those papers, along with old letters, was my grandpa's diary from when he was traveling in Israel and other places, which were probably somewhat interesting. However, the best thing they found uh, was a very meticulous food diary my grandpa had kept in the 70s because he had tried to figure out why he had stomach issues. His diet included, quote, about 10 bagels for dinner. (laughs) Oh, my God, my boyfriend. (laughs) Ten bagels (laughs) for dinner. Turns out he has celiac disease. Yeah. She said, I wonder why he had indigestion. (laughs) The fact that he wrote that down and then hit it is such an unassuming in such an unassuming place still makes me laugh. And quote about ten bagels has become one of my family's catchphrases. Yes. What do you want for dinner? About About ten ten bagels, bagels, please. I could eat about ten bagels right now. This isn't a creepy story, and hopefully you didn't find it boring. Also, sorry my <laughs> writing is bad. My first language is Finnish. That was what? the most perfectly written letter. Oh, my. So, ten about 10 bagels was written in Finnish originally. Yeah. Amazing. I'd finish about 10 bagels. <laughs> <laughs> someone kill me. Okay. Don't kill me. Love you guys. Thank you for the amazing podcast. It has kept me company during long hospitalization periods for my eating disorder. Oh. And thank you for talking, learning, and teaching about mental illness the way you do. Love Andre. Oh, Andre. That was so hilarious. Yeah. And also get healthy, get be happy. Yeah. Let's all try to be happier than we uh, seem to allow ourselves to be with yes. all this shit. Yes. Please. Yes. Uh that was so <laughs> that, 
was such a good story. That was so good. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, on the weekends, uh-huh. I get very about 10 bagelsy where I'm like, hey, you know, I, I, th- I have all these weird rationalizations about eating bagels on the weekend. But it's like, the weekend. It's the weekend. I've earned. I don't know what I'm thinking. It's yeah. like I've earned it somehow, which I yeah. have not <laughs> ever. I have to say, so someone recently wrote me a thing about like uh, their eating disorder issues and how me talking about food and having had an eating disorder helped and like and I just wanted to write and tell them that one of the things that really helped me get over it was learning how to cook and being obsessed with cooking which made me like really more into food and stuff yeah so fucking toast that bagel out maybe make your cream cheese at home how I don't know I'm sure there's an instant pot recipe online somewhere here's how you do it you take a cup of milk and you put it on the windowsill in direct sunlight (laughs) you do that for three weeks and then you scrape off the green mold yeah Cream cheese. Done. And then put that green mold into some blue, make up blue cheese. You have blue cheese now. That's right. Now you have blue cheese salad dressing that you can pour over there. There you go. Your cream cheese and your bagel. Yeah. Get the bagels from a store, though. Don't fuck around. Don't make them? Yeah. Don't pretend you can make a bagel. Oh, you make can make bagel. cream cheese all day. They make but... them for you. Okay. You go. Okay. Um, subject line is found in a chimney. Love it. Hello, ladies, felines, canines, and mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's great. This is the way. That's what we're looking for. I was trying to do a cheer at the beginning. (laughs) First of all, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the amazing podcast and the community that has grown as a direct result of your openness with regards to mental health issues. Oh, my God. They love us in our mental health over there. We how how could we have ever known that our mental health issues would be helping so many people? I, who who knew? What a nice payoff for having so many mental health I issues. I mean, who knew payoff <laughs> in the long run? Because of both yourselves and the Facebook support group, my mental health issues do not have a hold on over my life anymore. Yay. Awesome. Thank you. No, thank you. My mom. <laughs> now I'm having a conversation by myself. <laughs> Don't want me to go. My mom recently had to have her chimney swept. Get your minds out of the gutter. This is my mother. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. Get your minds out of the chimney. Uh, <laughs> so she hired a company to do it. My stepdad, who was once arrested for murder while at sea, what was talking to the sweet. Oh, we're just gonna breeze past that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, oh, that's the second story. I get it. Oh Steven. shit! I love it. Uh, she explains that. Okay, good. Okay. This is going to be a little bit of a longy. Okay. Um, Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, was talking to the sweep. So, her dad that was arrested once for murder at sea was uh-huh. talking to the sweep, the uh-huh. chimney sweep. And he started talking about the more interesting jobs they'd done recently. The sweep said uh-huh. that they'd been hired to sweep the chimneys at an old fancy house in Monmouth. Um uh, they were working on one chimney, but the brush got stuck. This happens a lot because birds sometimes nest in them. Oh. They went up to the roof to drop a weight down to clear the blockage, but it wouldn't budge. Oh my God. The next step was to estimate where the blockage was and carefully remove bricks from the chimney and pull the blockage out that way. Ooh, that's like surgery. Oh, it's going to be a body. But Lo and like behold, surgery. after removing a few bricks, they find the skull of a child. Oh my God. Yes. Now you're on the side. You're on what I would imagine to be a slanted roof. Sure. Pulling bricks out of a chimney. And then you're rooting around in there thinking you're just going to pull out a nest or whatever. Yoink. A little tiny child. Oh, no. The police were called, but it was soon established that this uh, was the remains of a very young chimney sweep. 
What? Apparently, this was a common occurrence as the sweeps would uh, be overcome by fumes and die in chimneys. Oh, babies. Oh, my God. Whoever hired the sweeps clearly gave no fucks and just left him up there. That's insane. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see you in Manchester in May. Stay sexy and remember not to leave child laborers in fancy chimneys. Rhiannon. Uh, Can you imagine the family that fucking lived there at the time? Like, did they tell them when they were like, no, okay. I bet they didn't. No, I bet they didn't. Well, because also, now I want to know from that family, that house must have been haunted. Yeah. Little skeleton up in the chimney that whole time. Oh, my God. Jesus. Europe. What are you doing? You're so old. You have all these things hidden in you. What's it? Do you want to read? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. This is just um, that my dad's murder story. My stepdad joined the Merchant Navy during the 70s because his mom was a straight up bitch. (laughs) Anyway, sometimes that's what you got to do. One time the boat docked and my stepdad was in charge while the goods were being loaded and unloaded. And this meant that there were some people on the boat who were unfamiliar with the ship's protocols. And there were these massive doors on the deck to put goods in. And when the doors were closing, an alarm would sound so that everyone got out of the way, Mm -hmm. probably because she was unfamiliar with the ship's protocols. The poor, a poor woman got crushed to death by the closing door. And because my dad was in charge, he was arrested for murder because I guess he was supposed to stop stuff like that from happening. Anyway, he spent some time in an interview room while the local authorities made inquiries and ultimately came to the conclusion that the death was a horrible accident. He was also arrested on espionage charge (laughs) charges one time. But we're not supposed to talk about that since step grandma didn't know what happened. And like I mentioned before, is a massive bitch. When she dies, I'll write to you again. Oh my God. <laughs> Rhiannon, that you're two for two. That was amazing. That was great. Okay, this one is called. Da, 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 da. It's called I'll see your $1,100 under a tree and raise you 100 genitals in an alley. No. Yep, that's the name of it. Hello, and then it says, insert original greeting here. Nice. Ladies, I if minisodes can now feature stories about finding suspicious heaps of paper in public places, I have got a mystery for you. <laughs> During my second year of university in the stupidly uphill city of Bristol, I'd have an hour-long walk up a massive hill to get home and, mainly to avoid having to make small talk with classmates, <laughs> learned all the little secret shortcuts along the way. Wow. Fucking amen. Kind of love it. There was one particular shortcut five minutes from my home we called Murder Alley. Not because anyone was killed there, to our knowledge. It was just a very long, narrow, closed in from above by trees, inhabited by rabid foxes, and the kind of place you'd expect a man in a trench coat to leap out (laughs) at any second and flash you. You get the idea. Sure. Right. Absolutely walk through there. Yes. Get down in there. Do it. One summer's day, I was wandering up Murdered Alley alone and came across a large brown envelope on the ground. I looked around to see if anybody was there who might have dropped it. Nope. Peeping out of the envelope facing downwards was a huge stack of photos. I could tell by the markings on the back they were professionally printed and larger than normal size. Bearing in mind this was a quite a posh family area, I bent down to pick them up thinking, oh, somebody's dropped their wedding photos on the way to show a friend. I'll have to look to see if I recognize any faces so I can get them back to the owner. Oh, no. Turned the stack over and realized it would be very difficult to find the owner. There were no faces, just photo after photo uh, of close-up photo of some very hairy lady parts against various (laughs) backgrounds. There may have been man parts too. I don't remember. I just saw enough to appreciate that the lighting was pretty well done. Oh. Then freaked out, threw them all up in the air and ran home. (laughs) What a wedding that was. Mm. (laughs) 
When my three male housemates asked why I was so sweaty, I told them I'd stumbled across a huge pile of high-resolution vaginas and ran because, well, nobody ever teaches you at school how to react into in that exact situation. That's true. All three immediately sprinted to Murder Alley. <laughs> To rescue the pictures. By the time they got there, the envelope and its contents had gone. I don't know if it was found by a grateful passerby. I bet it was a bunch of fucking kids. The person who dropped them or whether it was a setup from one of those prank TV shows. Years, uh, Ten years later, I still wonder about the mystery porn and how it got there. Hope it found a good home. Stay sexy and if you find mystery genitalias in a dark alley, take them home with you. They might be somebody else's cup of tea. Lots of murdery love, Charlotte. <laughs> That is, I mean, it's hacky, but that I think that might right there to be the the distilled essence of the difference between men and women. Yeah. Women pick those pictures up and are like, oh, my God, yeah. and like throw them up in the air like Vera with the straws at the beginning of Alice. And then <laughs> three right. guys hear about it and run. take off running at high speed. I feel like I oh. keep I feel like I'd look at them, put them back down and walk away. I feel like up close vaginas with different backgrounds just feels like it, it, nothing good yeah. is happening. I feel like also it's a good enough story without needing proof. Like you don't need to bring them home and be like, look what I found. You can right. also just saying this is what I look. Oh, my God. I found this thing is like enough. Well, also between the time where you find them and you bring them home, if they're just in your bag, how do you explain that to somebody that like what if you like something happened and suddenly you're like, why do you have 50 pictures like, of assorted vaginas when your bully comes and steals your backpack like he <laughs> yeah. does every day after school? And then you become pussy backpack or whatever. Yeah. You're the terrible girl. nickname. You're bringing pussy back. <laughs> do you want a really quick ghost story before we go? Or do you have another one? I have another oh, one. Go for it. Georgia, is there anything scarier than trying to log into an account? And it tells you that your password is incorrect. And then you try again and it's the same thing. And after a few more failed attempts, big red letters appear saying you've been locked out and your account is suspended. That happens to me all the time, Karen. But scary password stories can have happy endings if you give 1Password a try. 1Password is a user-friendly password management system. It's trusted by consumers, families, small businesses, and large-scale enterprises. If you're tired of being the family member everyone texts for a streaming login or the unofficial keeper of all those shared work credentials, it's time for you to pass the torch to 1Password. They allow for secure login sharing. With 1Password, you can securely store more than just passwords, autofill everything from usernames to payment details and personal info. They'll also notify you about potential data breaches. 1Password saves everyone time. And in many cases, that save time equals money saved. The accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. I mean, you should, but don't just do that. The Associated Press uses 1Password to secure their sensitive information in high-risk areas. Right now, our listeners can get a two-week free trial at onepassword.com slash MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash MFM. OnePassword.com slash MFM. Goodbye. The subject line here is the hot dog murders. Oh no. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and collection of pets. I grew up in a small town called uh, Odeby next to. Is it Lester? Good luck. Stephen. I think it is. L E I C E S T E R. Uh, or is it Leicester? I think what? it's Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> Do ya? Where nothing really happens, ex uh, uh, expect what is known 
except what is known as the hot dog murders. Oh my God. Disclaimer, I wasn't born when this happened, so all my information is from news articles and my parents and friends. In the early 1990s in Leicester, or Leicester, or whatever the what fuck this Le- is. Leicester. Stephen, any luck? Uh, Leicester. Fuck yes. <laughs> There's a reason I watch BBC America every goddamn moment of my life. In the early 1990s uh, in Leicester, there was a turf war between two rival hot dog van owners. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> which involved disappearances, protection rackets, and arson, among other things, such as two people being murdered. Always oh, seemed shit. a bit over the top to me, to be honest. In August of 1990, Gary Thompson and John Weston were found dead in, Thompson, in the Thompson home with around uh, 60,000 pounds missing. These murders were dubbed the hot dog murders as Gary Thompson was an owner of a chain of hot dog vans. Two men were sentenced to life in prison for double murder after one claimed it was a burglary gone wrong. However, the other man, Warren Slaney, still maintains his in- he uh, his innocence, claiming that he was at a family party at the time of the murders. The men convicted of the crime claimed it was due to a robbery gone wrong. Uh, however, when it was talked about in my hometown, they say it was set up by another fast food van owner. Mm. I grew up around the corner from the house uh, that the murders occurred in and have met, has spent many a time listening to my dad tell me the story about the man killed over the <laughs> killed there over hot dogs. Bit weird, I know. Personally, I like to believe that the murders were ordered by another hot dog van owner, <laughs> like a fast food based gangster film. Yes. However, he was most likely a high end drug dealer who used the hot dog vans as a uh. front and got shot when someone tried to rob him of the drug money. I tried to find more information, however, due to it being the nineties, there wasn't much online. <laughs> <laughs> Due to it being the 90s. Anyway, thought you'd enjoy this as it's one of the stupidest names I have heard for murder. <laughs> yep, that's why. I, hot dog anything I love. Yeah. Thank you for your show. You guys are helping me through my mountain of uni work. And you've given me a, lo- a new love for podcasts. Yay. Oh, Stay sexy. Don't get uh, and don't start a fast food van chain. SSUGM Alice. <laughs> Oh, now I want a hot dog. Hot dog vans. Hot dog vans. Oh, good. The hot dog van's pulling up. Oh, my God. Why isn't there a hot dog van in my neighborhood? Because vans are the scariest vehicle. Oh, yeah. And hot dogs are the grossest food. (laughs) (laughs) But you can always go down to Costco. You're right. You've solved my problems. (laughs) All of them. Let's hear that ghost story. Just a quick couple lines of ghost story. This is called uh, Short Lighthearted Story. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and Creatures. This is a short and scary story that happened to my cousin Alex in London a few years back. He was staying with my aunt for a couple days in her creepy, tiny, dark English apartment. Alex was watching TV in the living room, and he heard my aunt calling him from the kitchen saying, Alex, time for dinner, sweetheart. As he was standing up to go to the kitchen, he heard her shout out from the bedroom, don't go in the kitchen. I heard that voice, too. (gasps) I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Stay sexy and don't get lured. Mimi. What? That's all? Mm-hmm. That's not enough. Mm-mm. What the? Please fuck? Send, also, us your wait. Go- send us your ghost stories. What voice was the real voice? <gasps> How does he know the one from the bedroom was really her? Well, unless the bedroom would be like, don't go in there. Come in here instead. Come in here and get these knitting needles out of my hand. All right. Come help me with my bunions. Come put your finger in this socket. Right. Don't Come help me with my bunny. <laughs> Come put your finger in the socket. I'm going to guess it's that one. That's fake. But how will we know? But what it was the ghost trying to like feed her to death? With what? In the know. kitchen? Ghost food? Yeah. Oh, right. It's poison I, I rolls. Eat, I eat ghost food. I love ghost food. It tastes ashy, though. 
It's um, all ashes. Send us your ghost stories, please. <laughs> God, that was unsatisfyingly. It, it, it was almost. I like it better than any than. I like it better, like because it's like a, almost like a B twelve shot of ghost story. Yeah, and you can fill in the rest of it with the B twelve your body already makes. The idea that the person whose voice you heard, it, it wasn't that voice, and the person is there. Yeah. Well, imagine the, the aunt. She's like, "What the fuck? I just heard my own voice." I mean, who was it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, a twin sister that she in 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 the womb had uh, eaten eaten because she was the stronger twin, she, and then her sister twin sister is like come have dinner and, and yeah. she's gonna feed him her her twin her own it's the revenge meal she was gonna feed her the placenta tacos oh that's good for your skin though i know oh, i wouldn't mind <laughs> placenta tacos is so gross i know <laughs> if this was an episode this would be called placenta tacos okay send us your stories my favorite murder gmail uh thanks for listening you guys and stay sexy and don't get murdered a uh, goodbye. goodbye elvis you want cookie <laughs>